remember, in the course of discussing movies, the host will spoil plots. You've been warned. Listen to their screams. Greetings, ghouls and creeps, and welcome to Listen to Their Screams, a horror podcast that feels like you're chatting with friends. I am one of your friends, Dave. We're joined, as always, by your other friend, Ike. Ike, how are you? Oh, man. I am tired. I, I was not ready for another week of work after Thanksgiving. Yeah, me neither, but alas, here we are. <laughs> Gotta get that bread. Yeah. Adulting sucks sometimes, but it is what it is. Yes, indeed. <laughs> How else can I buy all these cool horror collectibles if I don't work? That's so. true. That's true. You got to have money. You got to, what is it? You got to have money to be able to spend money. It's a vicious cycle. Vicious <laughs> cycle. <laughs> and uh, this week on the show, we are going to be reviewing Night of the Missing, which is now available on Screenbox. But we have uh, lots of stuff to chat about before we get there. Uh, first of all, uh, like we always do, a thank you to our wives, Monica and Kayla, for all they do and for putting up with us. They will be back very shortly with another episode or edition or whatever you want to call it, a headache of a wise rebuttal or some fashion. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll do something Christmas related with them because everybody seemed to like our, our Halloween special. Maybe we'll do a, some kind of Christmas special. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. Who knows? But they'll be back on soon. Let's just put it that way. So, Ike, before we dive into anything, uh, did you watch anything this week? Uh, well, I, honestly, not a lot. Um, my my wife and I started rewatching um, a show we watched before called uh, what was it called? Vampire Diaries. Um, oh, yeah. it, Vampire Diaries. It, when you first watch the show, the first season, it's very much like a teeny bop show. Um, very cringy storylines, but. <laughs> it, it it eventually gets better. Like it gets kind of like gory and like some of the storylines are pretty cool. They introduce a lot of different like uh, creatures and mythical things. So it's pretty neat. Um, but yes, yeah, so we, we started rewatching that, but uh, otherwise not much, not much at all. I've been very busy. <laughs> Me too. I didn't watch jack shit. Really? I just, just, I, I don't even know. I mean, I, I did watch some, uh, some Thanksgiving type things, some specials, you know, cartoon animated stuff, things like that. A few of those little things, but uh, uh, no, otherwise nothing. But we are on the cusp of the holiday Christmas season. True. So that means uh, I will be diving full force into all my uh, all my Christmas horror, which I love. I absolutely love a few a few coming up. But we'll be uh, we'll be reviewing some new ones, uh, but we'll talk about that in a bit. Uh, so, well then, I guess that just leads us right into our weekly segment. Horror Hot Take. And this week we have another Horror Hot Take. Uh, this is a segment where one of us, which is typically Ike, uh, comes at us with a hot take that is horror related. Uh, and uh, we we get to discuss that just a bit. Uh, eventually, maybe I'll have a hot take. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I'm so outspoken all around. I don't know. My hot takes are just pretty much just spew out all the time. But uh, so, Ike, are you queued up and ready for another hot take? You know, I, I think I am. I think I got something good this week. All right. Well, lay it on us. What do you have? All right. So for this one, I do have to give just a little bit of backstory. 
for people who maybe haven't been watching the show for super long, um, one you know one of our favorite horror film film franchises is the Halloween franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, we we've actually ranked the Halloween films, um, and that was not too long ago. It was actually right around Halloween, so forty mm-hmm. fifth anniversary. Yep, forty fifth anniversary. And if you have been watching the show for a while, you know one of our darkest moments on the show probably was when we reviewed Halloween Ends. And speaking of which, speaking of which, before you <laughs> before you get too far, just with the mention of Halloween Ends, I think I know where you're going with this. But anyway, I just as a today, as of we're recording, all the Spotify stuffs come out, right? The rap, the year, and stuff, and all that, you know. Yeah. And um, that. The Halloween ends, as far as Spotify goes. Now, this is not everything. This is just this, just through listeners of Spotify. That was our number one episode for the year. Really? Yes. So there you go with that. Okay, well, go ahead though. Well, speaking of, <laughs> I did not know that was our number one. Weird, weird coincidence. But I last time when we talked about Halloween ends, it was during our ranking of the entirety of the Halloween franchise. Um, during that episode, I, I did mention that I had yet to watch rewatch Halloween Ends since it came out last, um, whenever it came out. And basically, I was like, you know, it, it may not have been as bad as I thought it was. Who knows? I haven't watched it yet. And I really wasn't sure if I was going to watch it. But not too long ago, I, I rewatched it about less than a month, probably about two, three weeks ago. I rewatched the entirety of that trilogy. Halloween, Halloween Kills, Halloween Ends. Mm -hmm. Sat down, watched it, and thought about it. And I really really sunk it in, right? I really soaked in that movie. Um, And I remember um, just a little backstory, a little peek behind the curtain. I was actually watching it on a Friday. Uh, It was before – it was a weekend. I I work a little bit later on Fridays at my current job, so sometimes in the evenings we're a little bit slow, and that's perfectly fine, Uh, but I'll throw on a movie. So I threw on Halloween Ends thinking, okay, I'll probably get through this. And You know, I got to be honest with you. I I really enjoyed it. I I really enjoyed it. I would even go as far to say is that it does beat out some of the – other movies that um, I had previously ranked above it. And I, I think, I think I fell, I fell victim to the age old quandary of, I listened too much to what other people were saying about the movie and I let it impact my own opinion. And, you know, I'm a big enough man to admit that when I watched this movie at first, I, I, I was like, you know what? I don't know what to think about this. So I took to the internet and that was my mistake. I, I should not have, relied on the internet to provide me guidance on this matter because it never works. Um, and so, yeah, when I initially rewatched, when I watched that movie for the first time, I was a little disappointed. Um, and, and I think that that really just, uh, what's the best way to think? It, it snowballed. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You start a snowball at the top of a hill, you let it, you let it roll loose. It eventually will build momentum. It'll eventually become larger and larger and larger until it just, it's a boulder, right? So that's what happened. I, I think I was a little disappointed with the movie when I first saw it because it wasn't what I expected. Yeah. But when I and something we've talked about a lot, Dave and I on this show, is that sometimes going into movies with expectations is a good thing. Sometimes it can be a bad thing. 
especially if your expectations are not met by that movie, sometimes that can skew how you perceive that film. And truthfully, that was what happened. I, I went into the movie with very, very high expectations. I went into it with expectations that they were going to do X, Y, or Z thing. I mean, you can even listen to our episode before we reviewed that movie. Um, we talked about theories. We actually theorized about a couple of things about how Halloween ends was going to tie into the greater story that was being shown. Um, and I had a lot of expectations that were even shown before then. So like, I have like this, it's super weird doing a podcast because I have like a very detailed documentation of like my, my, my progress. We, we have my theories, my disappointment in the film, me saying I'm going to rewatch the film. And then now me saying, well, I really like the movie. And I guess the hot take here is that it really was not as bad of a movie as I remember it to be. Um, you know, I, I, it, I see why some people wouldn't like the movie. Um, and I see why some people may have had, had disappointment, but when I really stopped to consider what they were trying to do with this movie, I think it made sense, um, especially just because and we can get into what I think the movie was about and why I think I changed my opinion. Um, but I just I think that's my hot take is that I, I, I was very outspoken about this movie when it first came out and I like let it sit for a year and then I rewatched it and I'm like, well, shit. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, I mean to a to a degree, I I I agree. My thing is this: I I think I've always said I don't think it's a bad movie, really. It's 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 a decent movie, and I just it it feels a little awkward to me as a Halloween movie. It's just I don't know. It's doesn't fit in. I don't I don't know. And um, that that's been kind of my thing. It's like if this was going to be supposedly the end. Or at least the the closing of that chapter of it, or whatever you want to call it, because I don't I don't think Halloween will ever stay you know stay dormant or whatever. Um, it just felt like a a peculiar way to to end it on. I I felt like there was I don't know there should have been a little maybe a little stronger finish. Um, but I've you know I've never really thought necessarily that it was a bad movie. It was just a little confusing to me, and, and not even confusing as in the intent. Or what the movie is about, just as in it didn't feel like that uh, that real firm period on the end of this trilogy. Um, I don't know. It felt more like a middle type movie to me, like you know, like it was transitioning something a little bit. And um, so, you know, that's 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 you know, kind of what I've always felt with it. Um, you know, I mean, I always thought overall, it, you know, it's not that I mean, we we you know, we jest, we've always joked about. Um, the Halloween ends thing, but we've always said that it's, hey, it's, you know, it's very tongue in cheek. It's that we do not, we've, we've always said we never hate the movie as much as we've carried on per se. Yeah. Right. Um, even from the get go. Right. It was, um, and I know we use the term, we use the phrases let down and this, that, those, those might've been, those are, I mean, and that's the thing about reviewing a movie when it comes out and when you're kind of fresh on seeing it, right. There's a lot of that heat of the moment reaction to it which is fine that's that's really that's really relevant and that's 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 you know that's the way it should be there should be that heat of the moment but but you're right there is a time to and that's why we do some of these you know that's why there's these anniversary type things right where you look back on movies and um and you can uh oftentimes you know appreciate them in different in different lights right 
And um, this, I think this is a movie that, and I, I actually, I believe, and I could be wrong. It's not like I document everything we say. Surprise, <laughs> surprise. But I do believe at some point in time, I feel like we ha- did say that there would come a day that Halloween ends would be seen in a much different light, much as Halloween three was. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we had a discussion on that and I still stand firm on that. There was a lot, there was a lot of heat on this movie when it first came out. To be fair, there's a lot of heat damn near on everything when it first comes out with the internet. And I know, you know, we put a little of that heat on there and then for, you know, good or bad, but we did get the balance of, Hey, it's not that it's that bad. It just felt awkward to us at that time. I stand by that in that moment. It did feel awkward because it's 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 different than the other two. Not saying that's a good thing or a bad thing. It just it, it felt different. And there are I still have flaws with Halloween ends. There are still some things that I would tweak about it. I'm still even though it's not, you know, it's still you know semi enjoyable. There are st- I still have issues with some of the way that Laurie Strode is portrayed in it. I just given the foundation they laid in the first two, it feels like a, a very weird leap for me. And uh, I, I, I stand by that a little bit, but whatever, you know, it's a movie. We, you know, we have a suspended belief for a lot more than that in the past. Um, anyway, though, I think this is one of those movies that people will continue to soften on. Um, you know, I think I'm at my level of enjoyment with it. I don't, it, it's not one of those movies that I will ever, when I rewatch the franchise, that I dread. It's not that kind of stuff. I don't, I don't dread a rewatch of it. Um, I kind of stand, I just kind of stand behind where I've ranked it. But again, when we, when we talked about ranking the Halloween movies, it was, um, it was difficult because overall, there's not that many that we really, you know, have a strong dislike for even. So it's it's kind of saying even the ones ranked low, it's not even that we dislike them that much. It's just maybe we didn't like them as much as some of the others. And um because I love the the franchise as a whole so much. So um yeah, I mean I see what you're saying. And I again, I I've I've watched it a couple times. I haven't it's been a little bit since I've rewatched it myself. Um but each time I rewatched it, I'm like, eh, yeah, I don't know. It's not as bad as what that first impact was, you know, that that wound's not quite as fresh. And um it feels a little different. Um, yeah. I don't. I don't think it's as strong as the as Halloween or Halloween Kills or whatever the other one was. I, I don't. I don't. Still don't feel like it's as strong as those two. But I'm not even sure that's a a knock on ends as much as it is as a praise on the other two. So it's just the other two are really really enjoyable as a one two kind of punch. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but, I think the only, or go ahead. <laughs> no, I was just gonna say you you are correct though. I you know. Halloween ends will, will always be a hot take, no matter what side you take. It's a, uh, I don't know, maybe I, I, I stand by, I think over time, the line will blur, people will soften on it and be like, oh, it's not as bad as what we thought. But as it stands right now, it's still a very divisive film. Uh, not as much so as when it was released. But again, I think over time it, it softens, but it is, it is a film that people seem to have strong opinions on. Yeah. And I was just going to add to that, you know, it, it's funny because when we, like you said, you did say that you think, I remember specifically you at one point said, you know, it it is very possible that one day the movie will be viewed in a much different light than it is now. Um, and, and I, and, you know, I just, 
I feel like that kind of stuck with me a little bit because as I let time go on, I, I started thinking about the movie more. And, and especially as we approached this year's Halloween, I was like, man, I was like, I really want to rewatch all of those movies. Um, and I was just thinking to myself, ah, man, I just need to get around to it. And I watched Halloween and Halloween Kills before we re recorded. Um, but, but I had yet to watch Halloween Ends um, when we recorded our anniversary episode. But yeah, it was just, it was such a weird, um, it was a very weird rewatch because I, I've very rarely, if ever, rewatched a movie that I didn't like the first time around and then was like, wow, this was really good. Um, typically I'm very much a stick, you know, stick to my guns kind of person. I, I you know, if I watch a movie, I'm either going to like it or I'm not. Um, and typically that's the end of it. A lot of movies I watch are like that. Um, and in fact, if, if anything, it goes the other way where I'm like, well, that movie didn't age as well as I remember it was, or, you know, something like that. So rewatching a movie that I did not really care for the first time around and definitely had some strong opinions about going back and rewatching that was definitely interesting. And, you know, like you said, obviously it's a very divisive movie. It was when it came out in 2022 and it still is to this day. I still see people talking about it on the internet. And, and like you said, I think this would be a very vastly discussed topic years from now when people are looking at larger, you know, large scale retrospectives about the whole series as a, you know, just as a whole. And, you know, like you said, I, I think that eventually people will soften their opinions of this movie. I know that I've already softened my opinion and it's only been a year, but I think it's because I, I honestly, truthfully, I think that I did like the movie when I first watched it, but it didn't meet the expectations that I set for it, which kind of sent me down that rabbit hole. But yeah, I, like you said, I think it's a hot take to like that movie or even to dislike that movie. I feel like there's a lot of people on both sides of that fence that are like, yeah, let's 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 duke this out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, and <laughs> maybe maybe it's a matter of perspective and comparison, yeah. right? Because since that's come out, I mean, I'm going to be frank, right? Scream 6 has come out. Scream 6 kind of disappointed me in some parts, right? It was a little as ah, a little lukewarm as far as a scream movie goes. So maybe, you know, it's like, I don't know, maybe maybe that's what kind of maybe even soften my views like, eh, well, you know. I, maybe I felt a little more about that than I did Scream 6. And maybe over time, Scream 6 will soften. I don't know. It's 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 weird how these things work, right? You, you, you get I, you get so caught up in the excitement of the release. And, uh, you know, maybe you maybe sometimes you set the bar too high. I mean, th this is not like it's just a these are run of the mill movies, right? These are just some, uh, you know, going to see Talk to Me. We didn't have expectations. We didn't know what it was. We didn't know what to expect. And it right. kind of, you know, and it, oh, wow, this is great. But, man, we, you know, we're passionate about the Halloween franchise or the Scream franchise or whatever. So when you go in, you 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 want to be blown away, right? You want to feel what you feel felt when you watched some of the your favorites. And you, you want that again. So there's something to measure it against. And um, so it's hard to judge it on its own, right? I mean, look at us. We rank them, right? We're, we're comparing them against the others. I'm not saying that's wrong. It is what it is. But sometimes it's hard to take a, a movie and a franchise out of the franchise and just look at it on its own without comparatively speaking, okay, that was an all right film, but it's not Halloween, right? It's not whatever, Halloween 3 or whatever the movies you like are, whichever ones you are. 
you're always saying that, right? You, he's, it, so it's hard to, to say, okay, it's an all right movie, but there's always that, but it feels like when you're talking a franchise, especially a long running franchise, especially these franchises that are like, you know, on the Mount Rushmore, right? The, these are the, these are the, we're talking the top tier franchise. I mean, this is Halloween. So it's, you know, it's anything with that Halloween label on it that's part yeah. of that franchise. I mean, you're already in a hole trying to fight out before you've even made that movie because there is a level of expectation even before you've done anything. So, you know, you're not coming in it with a, a, a blank slate or you're not coming into it with a, a level playing ground. You're coming into it with years and years and years of established fandom that's like, don't screw this up already. So, you know, you're already, I mean, you're already, you know, playing from behind. So it's, you know, it's sometimes hard. And I, I don't, I, you know, I don't envy those. It, we all sit around and say, oh, I could have written a better, yeah, bullshit. Don't, <laughs> come on. I don't, you know what? Everybody thinks they have these great ideas. Okay, come on. Don't, yeah, people, yeah, you can have fun ideas or whatever else. But when you try to flesh them out and put them in the form of a script, and in a full-length film, it's not it's not as easy as just coming up with a couple of ideas like people like to think it is, right? It's people think it's so ah, give me a break. I don't buy that shit, but so all right, <laughs> there we go. Right. We uh we got rolling on the hot takes, so let's uh ooh, let's take a quick break and then we'll come back with our news and birthdays, anniversaries, all that fun stuff. So stick around. Make sure you subscribe to listen to their screams on your favorite podcast platform. Also, make sure you look us up on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd, TikTok, and Slasher. All you have to do is look up Listen to Screams. That is Listen, the number two in Screams, and you can find us there. Also, make sure you go and buy yourself a Listen to Their Screams t-shirt. You can find all of our shirts at tinyurl.com screams shirts. Spread the news, spread the news, spread the news. And we're back with the news. All right, starting us off strong with the news. Um, this is not a hot take, but Five Nights at Freddy's became Bloomhouse's highest grossing movie ever. It was released in theaters in Peacock on, of course, October 27th. And it has so far earned $283.1 million worldwide at the box office. And uh, if you want to hear our review of this, it was reviewed on our November 2nd episode. Uh, but I'm not surprised by this. I, I knew this uh, was going to be a record-breaking movie of some sort. I knew it was going to be big. I mean, it was a great movie. I've seen it like three times now. Yeah, I mean, we said this, right? We said, I mean, it was a given, right? This, I mean, I very few times can you say, all right, there's a movie that's just easy money, right? I mean, this is easy money because this is, this is, it's a big franchise. It's a big property. It's not, again, it's not some unknown entity. So even if you, even if people say, oh, that was a horrible movie, it's still going to make money. Oh, yeah. It's still going to be big because so, people are going to go see it in floods. So being the first movie out of the gate, no matter what they put out there, it, I mean, it's a surefire of successes is what you were going to get. Yep, absolutely. 
But uh, actually, one other thing, too, I actually I heard this is just rumored, by the way, but I actually heard there were at least going to be two more movies of the Five Nights movies. That was a rumor. I don't know if it's substantiated, but I guess Matthew Lillard said something about it during an interview where he signed a contract or something. But, hey, if there are going to be other movies, this is a good sign. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not surprised. And again, that's, you know, even those contracts, even if you sign off for three movies, it's not a guarantee you'll get all three. Um. You know, I mean, so, but I, I, I don't see any reason why they would not complete it. I mean, there's, there's so many things to do with it. I mean, you know, we've talked recently about all the scream stuff and uh, with them and, you know, there's, there's lots of more, inf- there's some more information coming out to light, right? That the Jenna Ortega thing, her leaving was actually, they said predated the Barrera leaving is what people yeah. are saying. Right. So, you know, the complexity is, you know, you never say, you know, there's no surefire things, right? People can get fired and leave and things happen and there's out clauses and there's all these things. Um, but I mean, there's absolutely, I mean, again, this is a big franchise. It's made a lot of money. There's no reason to believe that, you know, we know we're probably, we're going to get a second one and there's no reason to believe that the second won't match the first and that, you know, lead to a third. So, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think it's probably a, a sure bet. Oh, yeah. But we shall see. Speaking of movies, we also have Eli Roth's Thanksgiving grossing $10,306,272 on its opening weekend, which was good for number three behind the new Hunger Games movie and the Trolls movie. Actually, I I guess I forgot about it. But last week um, I went and watched the Hunger Games movie. Um, <laughs> but it's not a horror movie, but I completely forgot about it. But it was a good one. It was actually really good. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, uh, I've seen The Hunger Games. I'm not like a huge fan where I'm going to rush out and get them or see them or anything else. Um, but, you know, we thought, you know, we thought Thanksgiving would do good, right? Because of the oh, yeah. uniqueness of the movie. Um, I, you know, I hope for a number one, right? Because I like to see horror movies score. But, you know, I mean, The Hunger Games and Trolls, that, that's too big. You know, again, two big franchises. That's 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 rough to go head to head with. So, you know, 10 million, number three, that's 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 not too shabby. Yep. Absolutely. Upcoming birthdays. Here we come. So we got some good ones, of course, as always. We always have good ones, of course. But November 30th, 1978, we have Robert Kirkman, the co-creator of The Walking Dead. Uh, Robert Kirkman, of course. I mean, you hear that name. It is synonymous with Walking Dead. Robert Kirkman, Walking Dead. They are one and the same. Um, But yes, love Robert Kirkman. Love his product. Um, and I'm very excited to see where the new product goes as well. There's a lot of new stuff coming out from The Walking Dead, so it's very exciting. Yeah, and I mean, and Kirkman does a lot of other cool stuff. He he has his own you know, comic imprint now called you know, Skybound, and they've recently picked up the uh, the G.I. Joe and the Transformers properties, which is big to me, right, as an 80s kid. And he's very passionate about those. And so far, there are a few issues in, and so far, those have been great. So, uh, you know, Kirkman... You know, Kirk, Kirkman's creative uh, and he's passionate and it, it shows in his his projects. Absolutely. And we also have uh, December 1st, 1945. We have Bette Midler. Now, you might be saying to yourself, well, Bette Midler's not really any uh, horror movies. Uh, you're probably right. But she was in Hocus Pocus. And Hocus Pocus is an honorary scary movie around these uh, Halloween times because Hocus Pocus is good fun. Yeah. I mean, not really horror per se or whatever else, but it's it is. It's a Halloween Halloween staple. 
uh, I believe in our Halloween episode, we where we talked to, I think one of the questions was something about the most watched movie, a Halloween or whatever. I think Hocus Pocus was it. So it's a, uh, well, it's not really horror per se. I mean, they're, they're witches. It's Halloween. So close enough. There you go. And then we also have Tony Todd on December 4th, 1964, known for his act in Candyman and Hatchet. Um, obviously, Dave and I both love Tony Todd. We love Candyman. We love Hatchet. Uh, but Candyman is definitely, I feel like, his iconic role. Um, you know, his his voice, his demeanor, just everything about Tony Todd's amazing. Um, he also plays, I believe, I believe they call him Death in uh, the Final Destination movies. Um, and I heard that he is on board for the new one that's coming out too, whenever that's supposed to come out. Yeah, I, of course, you know Tony Todd's Candyman, and I will. <laughs> When I think of Tony Todd, I will always think there was a time, a convention that Monica and I went to. It was a Star Trek convention. And um, Tony Todd, I believe, had a bit part in one series of Star Trek. I can't remember what exactly. But he was at this convention. And, um, and well, okay, it was, it was, I will take his back. It was Star Trek and it was sci fi. It, was, it wasn't just purely Star Trek, it was primarily Star Trek. Anyway, Tony Todd was there. We watched his panel and everything else, but he was at his table signing, and uh, and we we pretty much couldn't go to the table because Monica was freaked out because every time he spoke, it, <laughs> it invoked those visions of Candyman with that voice. <laughs> so <laughs> that I will always think of that when I think of Tony Todd. Absolutely, Tony Todd's a spooky man, but I hear he's really nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord. All right, so we have some upcoming movie anniversaries. Um, first and foremost, November 30, 1990, we have Misery, based on Stephen King's 1987 novel of the same exact name. Um, Misery, of course, if you've never heard it, um, it has uh, James Caan, Kathy Bates, those are the main two. But it, it's about the author that um, gets rescued from the car crash and the lady's crazy and like keeps him there and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I've actually never seen this movie. I have just seen the... Uh, some some cartoons spoofed it. I honestly I think it was The Simpsons. I think it was a Treehouse of Horror. Um, they yeah. they spoofed it. So I it was either that or Family Guy. Either way, I I, I know it. Never seen it though. <laughs> oh, it's a great movie. Yeah, it's 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 about the uh, what do you call it? The overpassionate fan. Whatever I'm trying to say, right? She was such a huge fan of his. She held him captive, uh, wanted him to rewrite the end of his series or something. Uh, most known for the you know I'm not most known, but really known for there's a scene where she puts like a cinder block between or a block of wood or something between his ankles and then hits his ankles with a sledgehammer and uh, to break his ankles. Um, so there's, I mean, it's just such a, it's such a crossover into pop culture, right? Where you hear when you have, you know, an overzealous fan that's a, obsessive like this, you oftentimes hear that, right? Is this a misery moment? Is this a misery thing? You, you right. hear that in so much stuff now, um, but it's, it's a great movie. Love it. I'll have to check it out. I, I like Kathy Bates, and uh, I do like a good Stephen King movie. So, we also have November 30th, 2012. We have The Collection, which is a sequel to the 2009 The Collector. Um, I have sung the praises of The Collector and The Collection uh, before, um, so I'll sing them again. They are both criminally underrated slasher movies. Um, I mean, there's... It, it, it's honestly... It truly is a travesty that more people have not seen these movies. Um, 
I've actually I, I heard somewhere, and again, I, I'm like hooked into all these weird like rumor mills, so I'm sorry if I keep saying, oh, I heard, but I, I heard that they are actually remaking the collector, or they're going to do like a requel type thing, um, because uh, the if you've ever seen the collection, which is the second movie, Josh Stewart, who's actually in both movies, um, he plays uh, JJ's husband and uh, Criminal Minds for people who can't place him. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's where I know him from. Yep. Um, he survives, um, I believe in the, the last movie. So I, I heard that they were going to do something with him and there's like a whole plot thing that people have theorized about, but if it happens, that'd be great. I think it could do well as a requel, especially since it's not super well known. So, but that's yeah. my two cents. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a few, uh, quote unquote franchises. I mean, I know this is only a couple movies that, yeah, that I think are underrated. I think this is definitely one. I mean, I think the hatchet movies are still underrated. I think they're a lot of fun. Um, yeah, there's there's several things out there, but yeah, I mean, the, yeah, the collector's really good and the collection's pretty good too. So uh, yeah, it I don't think they get enough props. Agreed. And then we also have December second, twenty twenty two. You heard that right, Violent Night. We actually reviewed this on our December eighth, twenty twenty two episode. Um, Violent Night. Honestly, it's just it's just a fun movie. Um, don't don't go into Violent Night thinking that you're about to get some Oscar award winning movie. But it's a good movie. Uh, David yep. Harbour plays uh, Deadly Santa, <laughs> and uh, it's it's great. I, I love Violent Night. Yeah, me too. It's one of those that uh, you know, will be a yearly rewatch around you know, the Christmas horror, around Christmas time for me. But uh, yeah, it's a fun movie. 100% agreed. And then we also have another fun movie that we reviewed. December 4th, 2015, we have Krampus. We reviewed this on our December 22nd, 2022 episode. Um, Krampus is such a good movie. Again, I think it's a very criminally underrated uh, horror movie and a Christmas movie. Um, it, I mean, it's about Krampus. It's a story that, you know, you've heard before. Um, you may have even heard about it like in high school or something. You know what I mean? When they start talking about the history of Christmas, Krampus is sort of a part of that history. And um, it's a, such a good movie. It's so good. So creative. Um, I love Adam Scott and Tony Collette, um, as well as the number of other great actors in that movie. So uh, such a good, such a good movie. Yeah, it is. I mean, there's, you know, only about a million movies with Krampus in the title and of that, you know, but this is a to me is one of the the most fun of them all. Yeah, there there are like he said, there are a lot of movies that have Krampus in the title, but they are not all the same. That is for sure. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know who it was. but I saw somebody on, I don't know, X or one of the social media platforms is like that like, Oh, this year I have a goal to watch all the cramp. Any movie that is, has Krampus in the title or is about Krampus. I'm like, dude, I don't know if there's enough hours to, to do yeah. that. <laughs> there are not, there are not enough hours in the day. True. Oh Lord. But all right. Upcoming releases. And this is big guys. These are some big movies. Um, and I'm pretty excited for some of these. So upcoming on the uh, 5th, we have Nightmare on 34th Street coming straight to video on demand. Um, And we are actually going to be reviewing this on our next episode, which is out December the 7th. Uh, Nightmare on 34th Street, I I have not seen a whole lot about it, but it looks good. I'm pretty excited for it. I'm very stoked. Yeah, me too. It's I mean, uh, there's that uh, whatever miracle on 34th Street. That's the the play on words, you know, play on the words over the title. But. Again, I'm down for any Christmas horror. There's just a special place in my jolly little heart for Christmas horror. And uh, I look forward to seeing this and talking about it next episode. Yep. 
Actually, I just looked it up on IMDb. I believe it's an anthology. I think it's going to be four stories. Uh, yeah, I think, one. I think so, yeah. I'm a sucker for anthologies, so you got me. Uh, and then we also have It's a Wonderful Knife. Comes to Shudder on December the 1st, and we will actually be reviewing this on the 14th. Um, I have already seen It's a Wonderful Knife. I went to the theaters to check it out. I'm very happy that it's coming to streaming so quickly. It's a very quick turnaround. Um, probably the best idea, you know, with these days, you want to get those movies out on streaming as soon as possible, start raking in some buku bucks. But, uh, I, I, I will save all of my, um, merriment and cheer for this movie for that episode. Uh, but small spoiler, I liked it anyways. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know, like you said, you've seen it. I haven't seen it. I'm again, I, I, there's nothing more for me to say. I love Christmas horror movies. Anything within the realm, you know, so I'm looking forward to this. I'm hoping these, you know, all these that we're talking about and that we're going to be reviewing, I hope they become just regular views Yes. Uh, in my annual, annual uh, Noel Horror Fest every year. So very, very, very good. And then we also have one more movie releasing. Um, we've actually already reviewed this movie, but Exorcist Believer comes to Peacock on December 1st. So, um, they're putting out all these good movies right before everybody, you know, gets some time off for Christmas. So make sure you spend your time off wisely and watch some spooky movies. Uh, but we actually reviewed this movie back on October 12th, uh, 2023. So because this just recently came out a couple months ago. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that was a good one. Uh, it was enjoyable. I'll probably give yeah. it a rewatch um, once yeah. it goes on streaming. Yeah, me too. Uh, I enjoyed it enough that I'll, you know, watch again. I know. Again, this is one of those movies that got hit hard online, but I'm like, Ugh, come on. It was it was a fun movie. It was I liked it. So anyway, hopefully people, whether they've seen it or not, will will give it a watch on Peacock. Yep, absolutely. Got to love Peacock. All right. So I think that pretty much does it. Yeah, I don't have any more on my list. So you have heard it here. You've heard all the upcoming, uh, you know, news, birthdays movie release anniversaries and other upcoming releases um i've said it every time that i've uh, gotten to this point in the podcast if you don't follow us on social media you're a loser so uh don't be a big uh l-o-s-e-r and uh follow us on social media you won't be uh you will not be uh what's the word i'm looking for you will not be sorry or disappointed you will not be sorry and or disappointed but uh in any case, when we come back, we will have our official review of the Night of the Missing. Listen to Their Screams is now a Fangoria collaborator. Get 20% off your order at shop.fangoria.com by using the promo code listen to screams at checkout. That is listen to number two and screams. Or you can click the link in the show notes. All right, and welcome back to Listen to Their Screams. It is time for our movie review for this episode. And like Ike said, it is for Night of the Missing, which is available now on Screenbox. It was written by Samuel Gonzalez Jr. and Gigi Justin, Gustin, uh, directed by Samuel Gonzalez Jr. and Matthew Hirsch, uh, starring Meredith Thomas and Jill Aubrey. And it is described as the sheriff of a small town as a serial killer. A mysterious woman visits her and starts a conversation about the crimes she committed. Um, and this, uh, again, this was kind of an anthology-like movie. There were some short segments that all tied back to these missing people. Uh, and, you know, and you you, you kind of know, like you said, they, they put it right there, right, that the sheriff, she's a serial killer. 
There's this woman that, that comes and sees her, knows about these missing people, tells stories about these missing people, what happens. I don't know. I, I Here's the thing. I watched this movie. It was all right. There was, it was okay, but I, 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 I don't know. I come out of it with more questions than I went into it with. I'm, I'm not sure about this mysterious woman. I'm not sure why she knows any of this. I don't know if I missed something, but I don't know why she knows these things. I know she gets killed in the end, um, <laughs> by the uh, serial killer sheriff. Um, and, uh, I don't know. It was, it, I, th- this movie was so ho hum to me. There was nothing that hooked me. Nothing that exciting, right? There was there, there was some intriguing little aspects here and there of the stories, but it it didn't flow well. It didn't fit together. I don't understand. I don't know. I don't know even what to say because it's like the sheriff was a serial killer, and there was all these segments, and there was like this board in the sheriff's department with all these missing per- people posters. They had all these missing people, which I'm presuming that all of them are because of the sheriff, which if that's the case, she's the most – prolific serial killer of all time because there's just multitudes of them and um and uh and they show a few of them and what happens to them and while they're okay the stories are okay the little you know stories about them it's like i I don't know there's a there's a a little bit of a supernaturalist approach to it i think because like one one of the segments there's a a train set up a train layout with a little miniature people and there's this guy, it's like cleaning the room and he hears voices and he's watching the train layout. And that's what's happening with those people. It's it's in the train. I don't know. I don't even know what I don't know. Is is the sheriff some kind of supernatural being? <laughs> Fuck, I don't know. It, w- w- why was this woman seen and knowing what? Because she walks into the sheriff, say there's somebody missing and the sheriff's taking her statement. And she's telling all these stories about people where she's seen on the missing board. Well, how the hell does she know these? I don't understand. They didn't explain. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess there's a supernatural of it. I, I guess, which means you just have to, uh, I guess, suspend belief, which is okay. I could suspend, you know, a little disbelief or whatever, but give me a reason to, I guess. I don't know. Again, it didn't flow that well. It didn't. I, I don't know. I, I wanted to like the movie, but I just, I don't. I really, really don't. I didn't. I did not enjoy this movie. Um, I, I just, I don't know. I can't really even. I, I, I like to try to find redeeming qualities. I guess the acting was pretty decent in it, <laughs> but I don't know. That's all I can. I, I can find because, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, Mr. Gonzalez, with the writing and the, and everything. It, I don't know. It didn't make enough sense to me. I, I like these. I like movies with the segments. And then the wraparound segments, you know, where it at least somehow it ties a little bit or at least brings it back together somewhat where it's a context. And it's not just like, a, hey, kids, watch this cartoon <laughs> where it has nothing to do with anything else. It's just and that's outside these people being missing people in this in this town, which you presume the sheriff killed. They're not really missing. They're dead because the sheriff, you know, killed them. It's like. You know what? And I don't know. At the end, she's doing something to the the woman that she killed, and she puts it into a parts of it into a bag that looks like a Santa bag. So is that the supernatural? Is she is she Santa? <laughs> and Santa's really a I I don't even know. I don't know. I cannot formulate. There wasn't enough here for me to formulate any kind of theory about this. 
So, and I'm okay with some openness and some interpretation, but not when you don't, you know, if you want me to build the castle, give me enough blocks to, to build a wall. And I don't feel like I have that. And it was really kind of weird and freaky to me. So. Yeah. Right. So I, here's, here's what I'll say. Um, I do feel like I want to give this maybe another watch just because I watched it the first time through and maybe I just wasn't paying enough attention, but I, I kind of understand where you're coming from. I just felt like there was, there were a couple missing pieces to me. I, I don't know exactly what it is. Um, I will say this, you know, there, there are some positive things about this movie. Um, one of the things is that I, I liked a few of the people who were in this movie. A lot of the, honestly, all of the acting was relatively good. Um, but a few people I wanted to kind of point out is obviously we have Bill Mosley, um, who he's been in a million things, but I believe he was in Natty Knox. He played uh, Abner Honeywell, mm-hmm. um, which we he's reviewed. A, and he's, he's a big rub zombie guy. He's in a lot of rub zombie stuff. He sure is. Um, which, you know, we'll, we'll forgive him for that. Um, <laughs> and, actually, actually he's, <laughs> he is, he's some of the brighter spots of the rub, some of the rub zombie stuff. There you go. And then uh, Jenna Cannell was in this as well, um, who plays Tara and Terrifier, the first one. Um, she was also, I, I realized she was in Renfield, too. She played one of the uh, uh-huh. people at the, uh, uh, what's the, it called? The like self-help the, group. Yeah, the self-help group, which I, called, yeah. which I didn't realize, which is awesome. Yep. yep. And and one of the person I, I had to mention was Steven Strickland in the movie. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, uh, Dave, I don't know if you looked into this, but he looked really familiar to me. He's a professional wrestler that he goes by Shane Strickland, who mm-hmm. we have talked to before. We've mm-hmm. actually interviewed this guy before on the Dave Dynasty show uh, yep. way back when in yep. 2016, I believe. Yep. Um, he's actually he's actually on AEW right now. Yep. Which is nuts to me. I, I, I didn't realize it was him until I started mm-hmm. looking at the IMDb and I was like, holy shit, that's that's him. That's that's him. Oh, my God. So. Um, that was really cool. That was really cool to see him in there. Um, so that was a bright spot for me in this movie. I, I realized like, wow, holy shit, I, I've talked to this guy before. Like I've <laughs> legitimately had a conversation with a guy in a movie. Um, so that was really cool. But uh, back to the movie itself. I, I, I don't think the movie was horrible. Uh, like you said, I, I was very intrigued because it was uh, an, an anthology-esque movie. I've said it so many times. I, I'm a complete whore for anthology movies. You put a good anthology in front of me. It's it's just, oh, man, I'm going to love it. But there is a very uh, a very fine line with anthologies, right? Anthologies have this very, 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 very fine, very thin line that you, you tread, right? And that line is, are you making an anthology to make an anthology? Or are you making an anthology to make a cohesive story? And sometimes people just make anthologies for it to be bits and pieces. But what makes an anthology good is when you can take the bits and pieces and you can make it a story. And in, the, and in my opinion, unfortunately, The Night of the Missing did not follow, did not stick to that line as good as it could have. I think that there are a lot of little pieces here and there that did kind of connect. It did make a cohesive story, but there was a lot of things that were left un- well, were left um, unsaid or were left up to interpretation. And again, like Dave said, it's perfectly fine to have some some wander, right? It's okay to have some some questioning left to a movie because, truthfully, 
some of the best movies are movies that they don't show you everything. They don't say everything. They don't spell it out for you. And that's okay. It doesn't have to be spelled out for me. However, when you make an anthology, there does need to be a little bit of that just because you want to be able to take somebody from point A to point B and you're telling a bunch of different stories. And if you don't tell it right, it's not going to make any sense. So, um, neither missing was not horrible by any means. It was not a bad movie. It's not as bad as some movies we've seen. Um, it's not as bad as the fucking baby in that one movie, the uh, Cannibal Cabin. <laughs> yeah. um, that, that'll be something I'll never forget. It's not as bad as Cannibal <laughs> Cabin, you know what I mean? Every movie I've ever seen has been better than Cannibal Cabin. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, absolutely. It's not a horrible movie, but it did. I feel like it just needs a little bit of tweaking, a little bit more work, and it would be a really good movie. But, you know, it, it wasn't quite where I wanted it to be. Yeah. I mean, I understand the concept of what they thought, right? They thought there's the concept of there's a town with a lot of missing people. Right. So we'll tell these segments about different of these, you know, different ones of these missing people and come to find out, you know, the sheriff's the killer of this all. Right. And, and so the wraparound will be that there's this woman who, who knows is telling this story about these people and it's got the sheriff uneasy. So the sheriff is, but they don't, I don't know. Again, unless I completely miss it, I don't understand the why, the why she knew what, it was going on. It was it was weird to me, um, and it I don't know. It, it it missed a little bit. Um, not probably a movie that I will be clamoring to give a rewatch to. Um, but it is you know it's a I mean it's a it's a whatever. It's one of those uh you know streaming type movies. That's so you know it's there. It's it's not that. It is what it is. You know it was only like an hour and fifteen minutes. So there's that and um. They didn't try, you know, they didn't overdo, they didn't overstay the welcome, which if they had done that would have made it all the, all the worse. So, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, novel concept, uh, you know, you know, nice cast really. Um, this, uh, I think the writing was a little weak. Again, we've said it before, right? You can have the greatest cast in the world, but they, they've got to have something to work with to really take it to that next level. And I, I think there were some holes here and some misses with the writing. So. Well, uh, it is what it is, but, uh, well, so, uh, let's rate this dog. Um, again, it, some misses for me again. It's not like what I would call a complete blowout of a movie where it was just completely horrendous or a complete waste of time or, you know, where I feel like it completely just made me want to bang my head against the wall. Uh, <laughs> but I didn't enjoy it all overall. So, uh, I'm going to have to give this thing a two out of five. Ike. I gotcha. He gave it a two out of five. I, you know, people know me. I'm a little more lenient with these types of things. So I'm going to give it like a two and a half out of five. Um, I, 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 you know, like I said, it was better than Cannibal Cabin. I'm pretty sure I, I gave Cannibal Cabin a two. So two and a half out of five would be kind of where I want to set this at. Like I said, I just feel like I was missing something. And, and it very well could have been, you know, I had the movie on. I was watching it. But every now and then I'd have to take my attention away to do something else. So it is possible. Maybe I didn't watch the movie close enough. So, you know, I'll give it another watch at some point and maybe I'll have a, a Halloween ends moment, but probably not. Uh, <laughs> don't get your hopes up. Probably not. <laughs> but yes, two and a half out of five, 2.5 out of five. Well, there you go. So a two and a quarter average on <laughs> this go. movie. I think that's fair. 
so anyway, it is on Screenbox. Go go give it a watch and see what you think. Give us some feedback and let us know. I'm a little more hopeful for next episode. I'm a, I'm a little more optimistic because, like we said earlier, next episode uh, we are going to be reviewing Nightmare on 34th Street, which will be available video on demand on December 5th. So make sure you check that out uh, as we are going to be reviewing that on our next episode. And also make sure you follow us on social media. We're on pretty much any platform. Just look up Listen to Screams. It's Listen, the number two in Screams, and you can find us there. And also make sure you subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform. And on whichever platform uh, that you do choose to subscribe, make sure you set us to auto-download so you never miss an episode. It's always waiting there for you. And if it's a possibility, give us a rating and review because that helps us in those algorithms. So when people are listening to other similar podcast we come up as a suggested listen and that is a great way for more eyes to get on our product and so that that's it we're going to put a wrap on this week which means we are officially putting a wrap on november and next episode we will be into the first week of december which means uh we are in the socially i guess acceptable time for uh the christmas season although i've i've been in the christmas mood for a week or two now uh, but uh, we'll officially be in the Christmas season. That means, uh, like we said, Christmas horror for the month of December for us. Ho, 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 motherfuckers. And that <laughs> we, we're going to be a couple of jolly, horror-loving sons of bitches here on Listen to the Screams. So uh, trim your tree and do all that shit and just be ready for some jolly old elves here. That's right. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I, 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 Again, I love Christmas. I love holiday-themed horror, but Christmas horror just... I don't know. It works for me. It, for some reason, it clicks. I cannot wait to watch Black Christmas. I cannot wait to watch Silent Night, Deadly Night. I cannot wait to watch Violent Night again. Cannot wait to watch, you know, watch Krampus. Um, I, I love these movies. These are just such fun movies to me. I always look forward to this time of year. And uh, that's not even taking into account all the other non-horror Christmas movies and holiday specials and animated specials that I love. I can't wait to watch it all. So yeah. very excited. I do I do love the Christmas season, uh, but before we know it, it'll be January and it'll be just a uh, a woeful time <laughs> as the holidays will be behind us and it'll be a we'll all be into another year. So, oh, uh, so let's enjoy the next four weeks so we can. That's right. That's spike right. spike the eggnog for all. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ike, before we close out the month of November, uh, put a bow on it leading into the holiday season anything you want to add yeah um i think the only thing i'd want to add is you know we kind of always say it but you know be safe this time of year you know a lot of places you know it's getting cold you know the, the crazies are coming out you know what i mean we, we made it through black friday right um i think the movie thanksgiving really depicts why black friday shouldn't be a thing yeah uh, but, you know, we made it through Black Friday. I didn't see any crazy incidents, um, you know. So let's make it through the Christmas season, too, guys. Let's let's make it a good year in Christmas. Like, like be safe, be happy, be healthy. Like I said, we are a long time before Christmas, but i got to say it now because, you know, Santa's always watching. If you're naughty or you're nice. Mm-hmm. So let's be nice this year, guys. Let's be nice. Yep. If you're nice, he'll bring you gifts. If you're not, he'll stab you with the sharpened candy cane. So, Amen. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, remember, it's, you know, the, the moral of the story of the season is to relax and catch your breath and spend time with family and friends 
or by yourself or whatever it is, just a time to regroup, regroup, refresh, reflect, uh, and, you know, and, and go into the next year optimistic, right? It's, it's not about the gifts. It's not about the, the, you know, this and that. So don't stress that stuff. And just, you know, enjoy and just enjoy, right? This is, we're wrapping up a year. We're moving into a new year. There's always that freshness and optimism that comes with that and, you know, and, and everything else. Um, so, you know, just, uh, just remember that. And, and like we said, right, you know, we, we, we love horror. And I'm sure since you listen to us, you love horror as well. And you, and you watch horror year round, but, uh, people get, you know, time off during this time. So take advantage of that and, you know, watch a little extra horror. Dive into something you wouldn't, wouldn't normally watch, right? Or you, you know, even if, if you hit the high notes, you know, go a little deeper. And, um, and remember, you know, you can always buy a listen to the scream shirt for all your favorite horror fans on your Christmas list. There's a link in the show notes. If you'd like to do that, you know, or there's always, there's lots of good horror books out there. Obviously DVDs, you know, subscription to horror services, uh, figures, there's, there's games, there's, there's all kinds of stuff that you can, uh, buy for the horror fan on your list or buy for yourself. If you shop for yeah. yourself, whatever you want to do. Uh, but, uh, but we do like to ask, you know, support the show. And like I said, there's, there's listen to the scream shirts. Those, those make nice, those make nice gifts. So, uh, check those out. Motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> if that's not enough jolliness for you, I don't know what is. Yeah, for real. It just reminds me of the the Christmas vacation. Hallelujah. Holy shit. (laughs) Where's the Tylenol? That's right. (laughs) Yeah. You know, that's that's such a great movie to to explain how people get caught up in certain aspects of Christmas and forget the 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 most important aspects of it. Right. It's everybody's it's so go, go, go. And, 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 you know, it's a little easier now to not. Right. Because you can shop online Yeah. and do things like that. And and so take advantage of those those opportunities to just to take a breath, sit on your couch, watch a horror movie, do your Christmas shopping on Amazon or online and or at the listen to the screams T-shirt store. And um, <laughs> and, and, you know, and don't get caught up in the hecticness. Right. And enjoy. Uh, enjoy a nice, fresh, refreshing glass of eggnog in your Wally the Moose mug like in Christmas vacation and. And, and, and enjoy the twinkle lights on the tree. So, because right. uh, we're not getting any younger, so enjoy the moments while you can. So, I'm into that. Woohoo! Let's get out of here, Clarence. Let's uh, put a close on another episode. And until next week, like we said, we'll be in December. So, uh, be prepared, motherfuckers, for the. Man, I've called, I've called our listeners motherfuckers like five times here in the last two, <laughs> two minutes. I don't know what's got into me. I'm sorry. I, we we start talking about Christmas and suddenly I'm like John, you know, I'm John McCain. McLean. I was I was going to say John McLean <laughs> over here. I don't know what the hell happened here, but uh, I don't know. Anyway, until next episode, be good, be safe, and have many pleasant nightmares. Uh-huh.